We're going to start by continuing Sefer Taim Devarah, which I really, really encourage people to buy. This volume, this way that they did it is beautiful with English and and explanations. And of course, whenever you use it in your life, please email me at twistedparenting at AOL.com. We used this Midah or that Midah, showing that we're going to practically use the Midah of Hashem. When we do so, we're Mekayim and Mitzvah Sasei in the Torah, Balachta Bedrachov. And we open up that tzinar of Shefa that the Abishah will use that midah on the world. The next midah, midah seven, Yashuv Yerachamenu. After tshuva, he will have mercy on us. Page 98. I call Baruch, whose ways are not like those of mankind. When a person is angry at his friend, even after they make peace, their friendship will not return to its former state. However, when a person sins against Hashem and then does tshuva, he reaches an even greater level of closeness than before. Thus, our sages say, In a place where Bali Tshuva stand, perfect tzaddikim cannot stand. The reason for this, it's interesting. Actually, in the Siva Shalom, whose yard side is tonight, he says, whoever heard of such a thing, you do tshuva, you do tshuva me'ira, you do tshuva me'ahava, when you do tshuva me'ahava, the Avera becomes like a mitzvah. Thanks for reminding us to put our phones on silent. Ask any child under 10. They will show you. So, it's an interesting thing. You, you do something wrong, and if you do tshuva out of love, the Avera becomes a mitzvah. So the Nesiva Shalom says, I don't understand how this works. Imagine you do something wrong to your wife, right? And then you go ahead, you apologize, because I love you. You'll be happy if she forgets. Right, which will never happen. There is no forgetting in Womanville. But if she forgives and forgets, you know, you'll be thrilled. But she's going to count it as if you bought her a diamond necklace. How does that make sense? What, what happened here? You did wrong and you apologized. You didn't do a positive thing. And yet Hashem and His mercy, over here you see, you do tshuva, you're closer than before. You do tshuva me'ahava, the avera becomes a mitzvah. I heard the Rabbi Yasef Chaim Leifer said, so what kind of a mitzvah is it? You know, some mitzvahs you do lazy, and you don't concentrate, shvacha mitzvah, and some you do with intensity. So he brought that from the Ragachav. Depends on the Avera. If the Avera was done with cheshek, with a geshmak, with simcha, then <laughs> after it becomes a, a tshuva mehava, makes it a mitzvah, and you have a geshmak Avera. I know what you're thinking. Know what you're thinking. So let's plant the seeds, you know. For one day, when I do tshuva me'ava, boy, am I aver- my mitzvahs are going to be besimcha from those averes. Can't do that. There's no cheating the system because if you do an avera in order to do tshuva afterwards, it don't count. Sorry. Got to look at the fine print. But he says that's what it is. Geshmaka mitzvah. Depends on the avera after you do tshuva. So Hashem is very good to us. The reason for this is as our sages explain in Perek HaBoyna, Be'inyan Hashem, regarding why the Hebrew letter He is in the shape of a, of a, what? Achsadra. To show that whoever wishes to leave this world, he may do so. The He is like this, and on the bottom it's open. You want to drop out? You can drop out. The meaning is as follows. The world was created with the letter He. HaKadosh Baruch who created the world wide open to evil and sin. It has material, materiality, Yetzahara, and blemish on every side, just like an Aksadra. Unbounded with a yawning gap below towards evil. 
If a person wishes to leave his world through sin, he has many openings. Everywhere he turns, he will find sin and iniquity to enter the outside. The hay is like this, the whole bottom is open, there's a little thing, you can go out, you can jump out the window. Like a father told me that he locked his kid, this girl kept on leaving in the middle of the night, so he locked all the doors, she jumped out the second story window. So she jumped off the hay, not the first story, there's a line, out of the second story. You want to jump, you can jump. However, the hay also has an opening from above through which a sinner can return and be accepted. Why not return through the opening on the bottom, the same opening which he left in the sin, asked the Gemara. So it answers, he will not be able to. This means that when a person does tshuva, the same fences that protect tzaddikim from sin are no longer effective barriers for him. For tzaddikim who never sinned, even a small fence is enough to distance them from sinning. But a person who has sinned and done tshuva, a small fence will not be sufficient for him. He needs to erect many strong barriers because the small fence has already been breached once. If he approaches it, he will be easily seduced by the Yitzhahara. Therefore, he needs to keep he needs to keep a very safe distance. He should not enter through the same openings already breached. Rather, he has to rise up and enter the tight entrance, subjecting himself to suffering and penance, to tshuva, tsaris, sigufim, to close the breaches. For this reason, in the place where Bali Tshuva stand, perfect tzaddikim cannot stand. The Bal Tshuva did not enter through the wide entrance of the tzaddikim to stand among them. They endured difficulties in order to ascend through the upper entrance and did Tshuva and distanced themselves from sin to a far greater extent than the tzaddikim. The Bali Tshuva rose to the spiritual level of hey. The fifth chamber in Gan Eden, represented by the roof of the letter Hay, whereas the Tzadikim remain at the bottom opening of the Hay, at the entrance of the Achsadra. The, the Hebrew word for Tshuva can be divided into Tashuv Hay. Very interesting. Tashuv Hay, meaning returning Hay. When a person repents, he restores the Hay, which means Hashem, back to the proper place. Hashem Shechina, Divine Presence, returns to rest upon Him. Not like the original love, but much more intense. This is after Tshuva. After Tshuva, He will have mercy on us. He adds greater mercy for the Jewish people, rectifies them and draws them even closer. That is how a person should act towards his fellow. Taking the way that Hashem deals with us and making it Lamaisa Bein Adam This is the way we need to act towards our fellow. He should not maintain hatred from his previous anger when he sees that the other person desires his love. He should show much greater compassion and love than even before. He should say, to me, this person is like Bali Tshuva, beside whom even perfect tzaddikim cannot stand. He should draw that person close even more than he would those perfect tzaddikim who never sinned against him. Definition of the attribute. When a person is injured or offended by another, their relationship is damaged. When the guilty party asks forgiveness, even if the damage has not been repaired, the injured party should forgive him and not bear a grudge. Not only should he forgive the injury, but he should restore their friendship with a greater degree of love than existed before the harm was done. He should say to himself, To me, this person is like a Baal beside whom even perfect tzaddikim cannot stand. 
he should draw him close even more than he would someone who never harmed him. By doing so, he activates the attribute of after tshuva, he will have mercy on us, which is our midah of Yashuv Yerach If we do tshuva, he will have mercy on us. And bringing that element of mercy into the world. Practical example, this is why I love this book. It gives, this one's a little bit longer, but it's very worth it, because you hear a practical example of Yashiv Yerach Shimon Abramson and Yechiel Green had been friends ever since kindergarten. Later, they learned in two different elementary schools. But when they graduated, they went on to learn together again in the same yeshiva high school. Shimi, who had always been the quieter of the two, felt grateful to Yechiel for opening the doors to him in the yeshiva. Yechiel was popular and charismatic with a wide circle of friends. Although Yechiel felt comfortable, comfortable in his new social circle, he never forgot his childhood friend, Shimi. He saved the place for Shimi next to him in the lunchroom and when necessary, saved food for him too. There were mixed opinions about Shimi among his peers. He was not particularly sociable. He never got the jokes that were told, and he was never up to date on the important current events. On the other hand, they realized that a Torah leader of the next generation was growing among them. Shimi always arrived early to Seder and engrossed himself entirely in the Gemara. Most interesting of all was the close relationship that continued between Shimi and Yechiel. Even though socially they were worlds apart, Shimi would show Yechiel the summaries he wrote of the Shiurim and share Torah and Musr thoughts with him. Even when Yechiel was in the center of a heated discussion about current events, he would always tear himself away and listen with rapt attention to everything Shimi had to say. One day, as they were sitting at the table during lunch, the conversation turned to the Mashkiach's recent announcement that every bracha in the yeshiva was expected to say a chabura a public presentation of an original Talmudic idea. Each week a different bachar would say a chabura, and by the end of the year, every bachar would have a turn. The question of the day was, who would go first? I think we should go in alphabetical order, said Yechiel. The other bachar nodded in agreement. Only Shimi disagreed. I'm not so sure it's a great idea, said Shimi. Some bachar don't want to go first. They would probably want to hear others say chaburas before they say their own. Not everyone can be last, said Yechiel. Yes, but not everyone wants to be among the first 10%, even if their names start with the first few letters. I think we should ask every week who wants to say the Chabur next. That's much too complicated, Yechiel objected. Wouldn't it be even more complicated if a Bachur who's next in line hesitates, asked Jimmy? Everyone hesitates at first. We get self-confidence as we go along. Why, do you think everyone is like you? asked Yechiel. Shimi did not know what to answer. Yechiel had touched a sensitive point. True, he learned well in yeshiva, but the idea of giving a public speech terrified him. It's not that, Shimi tried to say, but it was too late. Yechiel was on a roll. He shot out another few tactless words in front of all their friends. Really, Shimi, he said, the time has come for you to learn how to do that too. You don't need to stay so quiet for the rest of your life. You'll be the first... Excuse me. You'll be the first to give this Chabura. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. No sooner than said than done, Yechiel went straight to the Mashkiach's office and suggested his plan of having the Bachram say the Chaburus in alphabetical order. Shimi Abramson had a little stage fright, but if we let him go first, I'm sure he'll do a great job, he told the Mashkiach. Mashkiach knew that Yechiel was Shimi's best friend, so he took his word for it. That very day, Shimi was called into the Mashkiach's office and asked, to give the first Chabura. Shimi turned white with fear. I, I can't. I just can't, he protested. 
Maybe one of the other Bachim can go first. Please don't make me do it. Shimi felt that Yechiel had blatantly labeled him loser. Right there, in front of all their friends, in front of the Mashkiach, Yechiel had exposed his biggest failure. Shimi felt so angry, he felt he could never forgive Yechiel. The next day, Yechiel saved a place for Shimi at the lunchroom as usual, but was surprised to see Shimi sit down at a different table instead. When he spoke to Shimi or asked questions, Shimi ignored him as if he had not heard anything. When they sat down to learn together as Chavrusis, Shimi just sat there as if he was being held captive against his will. He must be really upset, Yechiel thought to himself. I didn't realize how I offended him so badly. I embarrassed him in front of everyone. The whole class was staring at him in scorn. That's all my fault. Soon Shimi switched Chavrusis. Yechiel felt that a beautiful friendship had come to a shameful end. His guilty conscience gnawed away at him until finally he decided that he had to take serious steps to repair what he had done. He took a paper and a pen and wrote the following letter. To my dear friend Shimi, I don't know how you will react to my letter. I don't, even, I don't know if I even have any right to ask you forgiveness, but I do know that I was wrong and I ask you to please forgive me. How can I repair the effects of what I did? I care so much about our friendship. After all, we are also neighbors. I hope you could find it in your heart to forgive me, even though... I don't deserve it. Your childhood friend, Yechiel. Shimi found the letter on his bed in the dormitory. He read it over and over. At first he felt angry. The sting of his embarrassment and the pain welled up inside. But then Shimi thought to himself, really, it was pretty brave of Yechiel to ask forgiveness like that. He deserves some respect for his courage. Shimi's eyes fell on the words, Your childhood friend. They had such a great friendship for so many years. Wasn't it a pity to throw it all away? True, Yechiel had caused him an emotional scar that would take a long time to heal. But still, he did ask forgiveness. He cared. The next day, Shimi asked the Mashkiach to set him up again as he kills Kavrusa. They became friends again with a relationship that was even stronger now than it had been before in keeping with the attribute of after tshuva, he will have mercy on us. Yashuv Yerachamenu. Source of the attribute. When a person who was offended accepts an apology, overlooks an offense and agrees to restore a friendship to its previous state, even though the damage was not corrected. Hashem, in turn, accepts the tshuva of the Jewish people. He forgives our sins entirely, and His love for us grows to a level even higher than it was before we sinned.